Survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Gary Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He done it at last. Greg Norman. Gets his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leash been to 11 under. We've got a new leader, kids. Here it is. Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to 13th Beach, the finale of the ISPS Hander Vic Open for 2020. What a cracking final day we've had. Mark Hayes joining you for the last time for four special editions from this beautiful Ballerine Peninsula course. Joined by Rod Murray, he of the superb tones. <laughs> we didn't go with dulcet today. No, not dulcet. It's usually dulcet, but I'll go. I'll take, look, I'll take superb. It's, I've been called worse <laughs> by better. <laughs> If I could put it that way. Yeah, so uh, I could well imagine that second bit to be true. Thank you, AJ. I can't imagine you've ever gone higher than superb, though. <laughs> I don't think I have. I can tell you I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I'll put that one down. Uh, what a what a joy it's been to be here. Uh, thanks for the intro. Uh, what a joy it has been to be here. What a I know we bang on about it, but what a special week this is down here. It does it every year, and it has done it again this year in a huge way. Yeah, I think when you... Uh, it's It's easy for us to be... Um, and I say us as in um, Golf Australia, uh, to be yeah. accused of whatever we want to be accused of by different people for talking tournaments up or down or sideways or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when someone like Jeff Ogilvy and Christina Kim say it, it holds a bit of uh, gravitas. And for them to say that it's the best tournament in Australia, I think it says something about probably not only this event, but other events as well, to be fair. And things go both ways. The, the key to this, it's an event that... All tournaments are better to go to. You're always better to watch golf live. It's the sport of all the sports that's by far at its best when it's live. But this one does live golf better than any other tournament. So I think we said it at the start of the week. The Australian Opens are the most important yep. championships in Australia. Yep. This is the best tournament in yep. Australia to come to. And I think uh, we've taken steps here with not only this tournament, but also the Women's Australian Open, which we're going back to Royal Adelaide next week to make it an event. Hmm. Uh, there's music and there's food and there's all sorts of things going around the golf for kids in particular. Uh, we're really proud of it and we're super proud and I'm, I can't believe we've been speaking for two minutes and we haven't said the name <laughs> Min Woo Lee or for that matter He Young Park because yeah. they're our two champions for 2020. Uh, we took 72 holes to find Min Woo Lee uh, as the men's winner. We took 76 holes yeah. to find He Young Park as the women's winner, um, but both worthy champions and, uh, you know, a f- smashing into the day's play, wasn't it? Absolutely. And for all those who bang, bang on about the unfairness in the tennis majors that the women get paid the same and only play three sets, <laughs> well, Min Woo got the same amount as what he Young Park did, and he played four holes less. So it cuts both ways in that sense. Oh, look. That's one of the longest bows I've ever heard drawn. <laughs> it's up there, isn't it? Yeah, but I like it. Uh, yeah, indeed. Look, you're right. It was As a golf fan, it was exciting. It was thrilling. Let's try and just keep it to these two. Because the tournament's over, and there's a lot to talk about. Min Woo Lee, we talked about it last night. This was a very important day for him and a very important round of golf. Yeah. And he passed this test with flying colours. He didn't have it handed to him. He had to work for it. 
Marcus Fraser, cha- Fraser chased him from the, the very get-go. Ryan Fox charged home and gave him something to think about the last three or four holes. Uh, and he stood up to the test. And that's genuine talent and smarts. Uh, what did you say your new caddy's name is? Shane, is it? Yeah, Shane Job. Sh- Shane Job. I, Joel. Joel, sorry. I give him lots and lots and lots of credit. Clearly, Min listened to him. There was plenty of opportunities for him to throw this tournament away today, including at the 18th. But he played sensibly and did it beautifully. And I couldn't be happier for the young man. And we discussed it last night. Had he not got it done today, there might have been some questions. He did get it done, but he got it done in fine style. So it's a double victory. So I had the distinct pleasure, uh, and we will come to He Young Park in oh, a few minutes, and apologise if you're a He Young Park fan. There's a more interesting and better winner than we think at this stage, because we haven't got to her yet, but yeah, she's fantastic. Correct. Yeah, uh, We will come to her in a few minutes. Um, I had the absolute pleasure on Qatar Airways VO Radio to follow Min Woo's group around today, and we'll sing the praises of Min Woo get again in a second, but I watched in high winds Marcus Fraser... Min Woo Lee and Travis Smythe play, I'm just going through it in my head, 12 holes, 12 holes collectively, the three of them, without a bogey. Yeah. In the final group of a really important championship mm. for all of them, but particularly the two youngsters, yeah. uh, didn't put a foot wrong. People coming at them from behind, yeah. they were sturdy in uh, both in heart and in mind. Yeah. They were it was awesome. It was some of the best golf I've seen. I've seen a lot more birdies. Mm. You know, we all have. Um, but in the gun of the moment, just it was stellar to watch. It was absolutely breathtaking. Travis Smythe, uh, he's going to finish here in a share of third place alongside Fraser and Robin C.O. Segrist from France, who was our, uh, one of our early round leaders. Um, Travis Smythe won a swag of new fans today. Uh, he will play a lot worse rounds and win more tournaments having played them. Absolutely agree. Uh, So a 70 for him. Uh, He made a birdie on the 12th, finally broke the seal, got a birdie, gave it back on the 13th, but then birdied a couple of holes in on the closing stretch as well. Which he did yesterday too. He had a little wobble in the middle of the round and then Mm. finished strong. Uh, That's a good sign. Travis Smith, he will win soon, Travis Smythe. And that's straight from Larry Canning. He's ready, Larry Canning said to me. And if anyone knows Reddy, it's Larry, because I think he's been ready for quite a while. <laughs> he's done. Stick a fork in him. But Travis Smythe will not, he'll barely see a, a word in copy in the newspapers of the country no. tomorrow. Uh, he deserves it. And as you say, his time's coming. Didn't see much of Robin Ciro Segrist. He's been gritty to hang on there and shot a final round 68, which is lovely. Marcus Fraser gave Min Woo Lee all he could handle for mm. a long time today. Um, quality golf from the, from the veteran Victorian. I'm always a bit awkward on that because Coral was on the other side of the river, but he calls himself a Victorian. He lives in Melbourne. so He played pennant down here. He's a, yeah. In terms of golf, he's a Victorian. It uh, doesn't can... matter. I couldn't give a stuff where he's from. He's, he's a an Australian. He's a good we'll bloke and he's yeah. Australian. That's he's all that matters. Uh, the big challenge today, and I, I didn't see a shot of it live. I just marvelled at it, as you guys called it on the radio. Ryan Fox, in just ridiculous wins, 64, eight under par. I mean... As Huggy says, we joked about it. He's not even the most famous bloke in his family. <laughs> He's the best golfer, though, in his family. He's the best golfer. Yeah, true. Uh, just unbelievable golf from the Kiwi. And just for a fleeting moment, as uh, Minwoo crossed the road from the 14th across to the 15th in the final four holes, Ryan Fox binned an eagle putt on the last, mm. got to within one, and it was the real test of Minwoo. Yeah. Could he close it out? Well, that's right. And uh, Clates tells a great story about Peter Thompson taking Ian Baker Finch to the 15th tee at Birkdale and saying, learn to par the last four holes, because one day you'll have to do it to win an open. 
15, 16, 17, 18. Min Woo stood up. That round of Ryan Fox was extraordinarily impressive. We know he's a, an uber-talented player. He runs a bit hot and cold. That was a classic case of nothing to lose for him. Didn't matter whether he finished third or 30th yep. in the big scheme of things. All he could do was go out here and rip and tear and attack. And he <laughs> did that, and he just produced a good... That's 64. That might be... I recall the round that Spieth played at the Australian when he shot... 63, I think. 63 it was, yeah. That was an extraordinary round of golf, as was Rod Pamplings a couple of years ago. But that golf round of golf today, that 64 in those conditions, that's uh, unfeasible. Everything has to go right for that to happen, and you've got to play well. So full marks to Ryan Fox, brilliant effort. Uh, here, here. I second those thoughts entirely. Um, and it took, therefore, something incredible from Inwoo Lee to top that. Uh, he did drop a shot on the 17th. Uh, he's a hiccup of some note, I suppose, but... Mm. He's birdie on the 15th and he's, bir- he's birdie on the 18th yep. uh, after giving himself another makeable eagle putt and realistically lagging it down, doing yep. nothing more. Uh, he's round of 68. So Minwoo Lee has had rounds of 66. Oh, my screens are gone here, so this is from memory. 66, 67, uh, must be 68. 11, 68, 68. Uh, ranked them in his press conference that he's just completed as perhaps the four best rounds of his life. And this is from someone who has gone low already dozens and dozens of times, and he will again. But the importance of this, we've touched on it before, but let's go in-depth right now as quickly as we can if in in-depth circumstances. Uh, for a young guy to say that tells you everything about the doors that it's just about to open up for him. He's been under the pump. I must have written a 100 stories saying, essentially, this kid is the next big thing. <laughs> and I reckon you've written a 100 stories saying this kid is the next big thing. He's heard that everywhere he's gone, on television, radio, magazines, and it's been hanging over him, not in a bad way, but that starts to drag on. Yep. I wonder, did you sense a change in him in the press conference? In there? I, I think I did, and I felt the same about Lucas's, Lucas Herbert's press conference the other day. I wrote about that. Lucas has gone from cocky to a different kind of confidence where he doesn't feel like he needs the cockiness anymore. He's proved it now. He's had mm. a win. Mm. He doesn't have to strut around. He can walk around because he had a win. Yeah. And I wonder whether we might see... And not to say that Minwoo was cocky, but there was a... I felt a difference about him in that room there in that press conference, yeah. I thought. No, that's, well, that's that's good take to take away from it. I think um, I, I think you actually need to have some level of cockiness. Oh. And I don't mean it in a bad way. You no. need to have confidence if you're going to be a world-class athlete. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt that Minwoo's got that. He thinks he's a, he thinks his golf is special. <laughs> it is. He, and we've told him long enough to reinforce it. So it's understandable that he's cocky, but he's not cocky in a bad way. No, no, no. He's cocky in that he knows that he can play shots Absolutely. under the gun, and he did that today. I told, I promised you yesterday, Rod, that I would tell you a little story. Yes, indeed. Sausages, I think it was that where you started. Uh, Is it related to that, was it? No, there? nothing to do with sausages. <laughs> well, he did give that to me out on course again today. Uh, I was over at Wanneroo, of all places, in uh, northern suburbs of Perth, covering the early rounds of one of the Australian Amateur Championships maybe three or four years ago. 18, 18 uh, 17, 18? I, I, say, it was really. I want to say it was 2018. Yeah. We were in Perth. Anyway, regardless, Minwoo Lee could have played left-handed mm-hmm. and qualified in the top 64 for the for the mm-hmm. match play. Uh, he did sort of enough to you know be thereabouts on the first day, um, near the top of the leaderboard, not quite at it. Um, and he was just plodding around. That was at Up. And then he came across to Wanneroo for the second round. And he, he knew he was safely in the 64. I want to tell you he was 20th. 
and I wandered across to him with about seven or eight holes to play at Wanneroo. And I said, any danger? Like, are you going to sort of have a crack here or are you just sort of, you know, mate, you only have to, you don't win it in the stroke uh-huh. play. And I said, no, but you can win a medal. You know, you might be able to bump your world rankings points up in the junior, in the amateur standings. Mm-hmm. And he goes, can I? And I said, I think you can. I'm not 100% sure. He goes, what, what's the scores, Hazy? Tell me the scores. And I said, you are, at the moment, five down and you've got seven to play. The other bloke had another birdie. So in, in essence, he was six down. Mm. He missed an eagle putt on the last hole that would have tied him for the medal. Wow. So we needed a challenge. Yeah. And I asked him about that you in the did. press conference. Yes. And it was for a story that's been conju- being conjured in my head as we speak. <laughs> this bloke needs a challenge. He's been the biggest fish in small ponds mm. all that's his life. True, yeah. Uh, he's realised since he turned pro, only like we're only in the second year of mm. him being a professional. Just, just, just the start of this. We forget all this stuff. Mm. We do forget all this stuff. We urge these kids on to be the next Greg Norman from very early age. It's ridiculous. It's patently ridiculous from from all of us, including myself. Second year of his professional life, and I think that pennies dropped for him. That now it's not as easy. No. Now he's pegging it up against the top flight, not this week necessarily, of the European tour, and he will hopefully soon be doing that on a global stage. Yep. I'm telling you right now, he needs a challenge to inspire him. He will not go out and win boring tournaments week in, week out for the no. rest of his career. No. But when it comes to the big tournaments in years mm. to come, provided he can stay motivated and still have the passion for the sport, I'm not putting any pressure on him. No. I just think he'll do <laughs> something do special. Yeah, I look, really do. I do too. Everybody who's seen him play has seen that something special in him. He, if you really broke it down, he looks like every other golfer. He stands over the ball with the club, he takes it back and he hits it. But there's something electric about the way he does it. Oh, yeah. no. It, you know, Tiger Woods, we, all, we yeah. all know the story about Tiger Woods hitting the nine shots. You know, yeah. Mid, high, low. Left, straight, right, um, and the combination of and those. the combination of them all, and and yeah. no other Australian golfer have I ever seen at this tender age yeah. have the ability to play all nine of those shots at will in wind under pressure. Uh, I think he's special. I've seen a lot of good young kids. I think he's got the biggest game. No pressure on him to go and win a Masters, no, no. nothing of the sort. I just think that if he tries, he's got the capacity to. Like I said last night, it doesn't matter what we want or expect from him anyway. It's only about what he wants. What I do, one of the things I really do like about him, he really enjoys showing off. Oh, he loves it. As did Tiger when he was younger. Yep. If you've got something really special, that childlike, have a look what I can do. Yeah. Seve had that. Uh, Tiger had that. Min's got that. And that's uh, one of the things that I'll tell you about. Look. We don't need to say any more about Minwoo. Anybody who's seen him play golf, play golf knows what he's going to be capable of. So let's move on. Kudos. He's up to 11th in the Race to Dubai standings. He's up to 127th in the world rankings. He's away. Uh, he's away. <laughs> he's got a card for two years on the European Tour. Uh, if you haven't already got it in your black book, get a, go and buy a black book. <laughs> Call, Call it, it your Minwoo book. That's right. Because um, you need his name in there. He's a special talent. And as Rod says, we need to move on from that. We can't say enough about it. Well him. done if you're listening, Min. No, likely you aren't. Yeah, no. Well, no, no. A couple of old blokes banging on about golf. But if he might get a mention, he might tune in. That's true. He's a social, <laughs> he's a social media fiend. So if we tag him in, you might listen. We might. Let's get on. Let's move to He Young Park. And one of the more extraordinarily volatile rounds mm. of golf to close the women's ISPS hand of Vic Open. Uh, I di- I've lost count. In fact, I probably should look it up right now as you talk in the next little bit. How <laughs> many women 
had the lead today in the women's championship. Pretty sure it was all of them, wasn't it? 30, <laughs> 35 made the cup, and at some point, each and every one of them had a share of the lead. <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you, Hazy. I was in here for most of the afternoon getting the updates from the course and watching the leaderboard. I still don't know what happened. There was just, it, it flip-flopped, and it was, it was unusual. I asked Clates about it when he came in. The guys seemed to handle the conditions pretty well today, frankly, uh, the guys at lead. And the, the girls at the top of the leaderboard didn't. Mm. So I don't know whether the, the Clates didn't really have a theory about it. I didn't know whether there might be something physical. As he said, the, the guys hit the ball harder. Does it go through the wind better? We didn't really come to a conclusion. But it was surprising to see Madeline Sagstrom in particular. I was surprised to see her really struggle. What did she falter to in the end? It was uh, well, She was nine there. over today, had an 81. I had a chat to Madeline Sagstrom before we get back to the yeah. top of the leaderboard. I had a chat to Madeline Sagstrom. Not uh, today. Yeah, at the end of her round, right when she finished her round. Oh, that's what happened to your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, I mean, she's just a lovely person. She's I would, a you wouldn't be able to approach anyone other than a mm. lovely person after an 81. And she described it to me as playing beach hockey today. <laughs> she said it was that hard and that windy. Yeah. Um, and she got to a, I don't know when it was, but she reached her breaking point and it uh, all came apart right. after that. But she basically was beaten to a pulp by the wind over, over 36 holes. She's uh, too good to shoot 81 ever, oh yeah. I think. She, mm-hmm. she literally um, just had one of those back nines here where it did all fall apart on the scorecard. Yep. Yep. Um, I, she was one of the ones to lead. She's finished down at two under and in a share of 20th place, and she was one of the people who held a share of the lead at some stage today. Yeah. If I went through them, I'd just quickly do it. Iron Cho was the leader for quite a long time. Paying um, Sai was also briefly in a share of the lead. Um, she's finished down the pack. Alina, Alina Sharp from Canada was within one for most of the afternoon. Suo bobbed up but never had the lead. Minji Lee, did she hit the front? Or I don't think she did. Stage? She got close. I think she was, she was within one at one point. Uh, so Yon Yu held the lead. Her Jin Choi held the lead. And our eventual winner, He Young Park. And that that discounts so three or four others yeah. who were within so one shot of the lead. The yeah. Point, yeah. So three-way playoff in the end. Extraordinary four-hole playoff. Oh, just the, even just the last hole. So Yon Yu, Paul hooked it into the hazard down the left. She's won two majors. Completely unexpected. As far as I was concerned, we were going to watch the coronation. Yeah. She was just going to come up the 18th hole, make a birdie, win by two. And... Marches over to the left. We're all looking for a ball in the hazard. I couldn't believe it. And then she pops it on the green, and or just over the back of the ring, gets it up and down. She was probably the class player of the three in the playoff. When it started, Ooh. you would have expected her to win. Yes, well, no, that's true. That's what I mean in that sense. Yeah. She didn't play badly. The, the 18th hole here, for the girls especially, that's probably a bit demeaning, for the women, is, as a playoff hole, is awkward. You'd like her to get the same result over oh, and over. I think that same thing applies to the men. Probably that's right. If it's, the, if it's a the, four factory. Yes, and the only the result was always likely to come from somebody making a mistake and losing it rather than somebody winning it. Ultimately, that's what we saw. So Yon dropped out when she missed a putt, uh, and Herjin Choi drove one into just the rubbish. You just couldn't get it out of the junk. And <clears throat> took about thirteen shots from there to get to the green, and it was all over from there. So, in some ways, that was a little disappointing. So two, so two things there before we push on and A, do her young park a bit more justice and then mm. run down the leaderboard. Uh, so Yon Yu has uh, walked off the mm. third playoff hole uh, when she bowed, a second playoff hole, she bowed out halfway through the playoff uh, and then promised to donate half her prize money, which I haven't seen a list of, but I would imagine it's sort of in the order, this donation of, well, $100,000 more, more than you or I are going to get or donate this week. Well, I'd like to donate it if I could, so but Soyeon Yu has done it. She's donated 
I don't know, let's just say it's $100,000 yeah. to the bushfire cause uh, in favour of the people and the animals still suffering um, all along the eastern seaboard, across into South Australia. Uh, so your new loves Australia dearly. Um, you can see it in her eyes. She genuinely does. It's, yeah. she, a lot of people come here and you ask them and they say it, of course, but she, she gets in Vegemite imported to America. That's frankly a bit odd. <laughs> Let's is. be completely honest. That's very true. And when she was telling us this uh, on VO Radio for Qatar Airways, she had a little um, tear in her eye. Um, so, you know, I, that that's just... Oh, that's, it's lovely. That's, and, it's next level to uh, me. After she told you that, I asked Clates, who was in the commentary booth, who's a good friend of hers. Yeah. And I sort of said, I'm sure I'd heard a story she'd done something similar before. And I asked him and he said, I'm not sure about that, but I can tell you this. When she got here earlier in the week, she told Clades that she was going to donate all of her money to the bushfire fund. And he said to her, look, look take it easy. You don't need to give all of it to the bushfire. And he, I think he eventually talked her into settling on half. That's beyond a class act, I've got to say, Hazy. It's, that's really is quite, as you say, it's quite touching. And full marks to her. And what a player. My goodness, what a, what a joy to watch her play golf. It's special. Um, you know... We didn't have an Australian in the playoff, but what we had there... Mm, well, <laughs> we'll adopt her. Oh, yeah, and, and look, let's... We've got so young, we know our you know relationship with her. Her Jin Choi mm-hmm. has won the Australian Amateur in 2017. And it turns out... Her young park has Steve Bann as a coach in Melbourne. And spent um, plenty of time down here and knows which side of the road to drive on and is more than familiar <laughs> with Australia, so... And look, let's talk about her young. She, she's 32. Um, she... Almost gave it away. She came last year. She got married, I think, early in the year or maybe 18 months ago. She got married and just her priorities changed. So um, she came to the middle of last year. She was in a world of trouble and in terms of her motivation. Um, and she said, that's it. I think that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a day. Uh, oh, and she got talked by her husband into going back to the Q series, the well, Q school. I assume otherwise he had to go back to work. I know which, <laughs> I, I know which I'd be backing in that, in that case as well. So she went back to the LPGA Q school called the Q series. And she ultimately finished second, got her card back. She's been on tour for 13 years. And she told me before that she feels like she's a rookie again. Oh, which is quite fascinating and to nice, me. Yeah. And uh, so she's pocketed, a, you know, obviously, a big check, but the surge to protect her card for the next Got couple us. of years, it's, it's everything to all these players who are outside the top handful of the world. Um, and she was couldn't wait to get on the phone back to Korea and talk to her husband and all the extended family. One of the things that happens, and it's understandable, we come in here and we're, we're all cheering for Minji Lee because we're Australians and we know Minji. Yeah. And a lot of these other players are sort of unknown entities. The hardcore golf fans know Madeline Sagstrom and Inby Park and so on you. But a player like He Young Park, we're not really familiar with her. Mm. So we don't, we're not automatically drawn to cheer for her. When we got into the press conference in there, yeah. what a delight. Yeah, what a delightful woman. Terrific sense of humour. Great smile on her face. Doing all of that in a second language. We saw Jung Yun Lee 6 earlier in the week shooing away an interpreter before a TV interview. I mean, can you imagine going to Korea, oh. trying to learn Korea, go on television and risk making a goose of yourself? And, and let's be honest, phenomenal. Koreans are extremely polite people mm. as a rule. I don't want to make generalizations. Why do they like it here, I wonder? <laughs> Seems very odd, doesn't it? But they, we would go there and they would be polite to mm. us as we battled through our three words of Korean. They come here and we mm. can be as rough as Hessian undies, to be honest. So, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, we can. We can be harsh and we can make judgments about people's mentality very based much. on their yeah, uh, literary, their language skills. And it's ridiculous. They're, you know, they're, they're smart people in their own right. Um, 
That's my political yeah. statement for the night. No H- more of that. Hands up to being shallow. Just I'm now a he Young Park fan. I'll yeah. f- I will follow her now from now on and watch her results. Her Jin Choi didn't lose any fans oh, either. Oh, goodness me, no. Uh, oh. Leona Maguire played a great round in the calm Windsor of a little bit earlier <laughs> uh, on in the day. I will say her Jin Choi shot a 69, by the way, but we praised Leona Maguire's 70 to finish in a share of fourth alongside... Uh, Linnea Strom, Strom rather, mm-hmm. uh, from Sweden, who was a long odds to be the, the the top Swede for most of this tournament, but really came home nicely with the 71 to finish seven under alongside Maguire. Robin Choi, hats off to her. She didn't have hats a great off. day yesterday, but she really battled hard through the weekend. Easily the biggest check of her young career mm-hmm. uh, from the Gold Coaster. She's finished tied sixth alongside two other Aussies, Minji Lee, who threatened for a long time today, just couldn't quite get it done in the last four or five holes. Sue O stormed home with, I think, what was the best round for the women uh, on, on the day. So she had a 68, which was phenomenal to finish tied sixth. She's got a great record here without getting over the line, Sue uh, And a big shout out to Elena Sharp, who had a really flat nine holes to come in when she had a chance to win, who finished tied ninth alongside one of our favourites, Christina Kim, yep. uh, who shot a brilliant 70 today to finish at five under. And I did want to point out uh, Rod, before we went too much further, we have barely heard peep out of her since the uh, second round finished. But Hannah Green is on the next line there at T11, even par. So she's gone one under par through the brutal winds of the last 36 holes in total. Uh, four under overall, tied 11th. That's how you become a great pro. You yeah. have a stinking game on for 36 yeah. holes. You battle hard, make the cut, yeah. and surge through on the weekend. And what that says to me, Sue, Hannah, and Minji... Next week at the Women's Australian Open, there will be something for the Australian fans to cheer for because all of those three have taken something this week that will only help them next week. And I think Hannah may be in particular. She rates the Australian Women's Open. Big time. More important than a major. Yeah. Before she won that major last year, I did a preview story with her the year before, and I was quite taken aback when I said, you know, where does the Australian Women's Open sit? And she said... Ahead of the majors. And I've asked her since, since she won the majors, she said, yeah, still. Still, that's awesome. So she'll be determined next Of the other Australians, Sarah Kemp, uh, 75 today to close, even path, tied for 33rd. I should mention uh, Madeline Sagstrom did finish at two under the card. I sincerely hope that playing 36 holes in savage wins um, didn't dent her form because she is a brilliant player She's fantastic, and, and just a ripping human being. So we've learned a lot on the women's side and we are about to pack up the caravan and move across to the ISPS hand, the Women's Australian Open. Um, even a stronger field there if it's possible. Um, just fantastic patronage from the LPGA Tour members, golfers around the world. And we, I personally... It's a lot less manic doing one tournament than two at the same time. <laughs> I can't much. wait to get to Royal Adelaide. It's one of my favourite courses. Well, so. I was just about to say, what a special place. I've only been there the once for a Women's Australian Open. And my goodness, you, between the gate and the clubhouse, you pass five practice areas that are just... <laughs> any of them could be a par three on any golf course in the water. It is just magnificent. Fantastic. And the train line running through. Yeah, everything. It's one of the great spectator courses. So Absolutely. let's just quickly run, run down the leaderboard. Probably should have done it in more... Uh, detail earlier on in the men's as we did with the women's there. We've mentioned, as obviously as we said earlier, Minwoo Lee, winner by two at 19 under from Ryan Fox. A group of three at 14 under, including Marcus Fraser, Robin C.O. Segrist and young Travis Smythe from New South Wales. Brilliant result for the Illawarra golfer. Big shout out today to me for someone we neglected to call almost all day, but Jake McLeod, mm-hmm. uh, after a horror day yesterday, uh, he bounced back today with a 67. Just 
breathtaking golf from a young uh, young Queenslander, 12 under to finish outright sixth. That'll give him a lot of surety in his chase to maintain his European tour card. Darren Beck, Ash Hall, Sam Horsfield was out early, and Jed Morgan and a little-known Finn. I've always wanted to say that on here. <laughs> little-known Finn, Sammy Valimaki. Yeah, Val- yeah, Valimaki, Valimaki. Valimaki. Yeah, um, We've got a very high rating in Helsinki, so <laughs> I right. hope that they we'll get f- forgive me. Yeah, They all finished at 11 under in a share of seventh. Huge shout to Jed Morgan for doing that. Uh, as an amateur, and he wins the prize as the low amateur here at the Vic Good Open. Terrific week. Um, terrific young bloke, terrific week. Good Nick Flanagan, him. Lucas Herbert, tied for 12th uh, with a Swede, Nicholas Lemke. And looking down the leaderboard, um, nothing too startling either way in the really positive or really negative scores today. Jeff Ogilvy ended up finishing last of those who did make the mm-hmm. third round cut. Uh, he shot a 77 today, didn't have his best game, but it was great to see the veteran... Uh, Stretch his legs. I reckon he, he found something within himself this week, didn't I he? I do too, and he would not have given you the medal in Sagstrom interview had you tried for it after he shot 77. <laughs> I can assure you of that. The fires still burn hot enough that that wouldn't have been a good idea. And for those playing along at home uh, in the can Mike Clayton stop the Southern Aurora as a caddy Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Blake Collier today shot a 73 to close at six under par and finished 31st. Fantastic. Having butchered Sammy's name just earlier... I did, you didn't. I I will remind you that at some point we do need to hear the LPGA pronunciation oh, of yeah. the pod. That, that, was, that was half an hour of entertainment today, I can tell you. That was. That'll, when we get back to the normal studio, <laughs> that will come out, and I'm going to embarrass the hell out of Christina Lance. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we might even do it in Royal Adelaide this Job week done. if we get a chance. <laughs> well, that brings us to an end of episode 146 of Inside the Ropes. We really appreciate your patronage um, through all the normal podcast channels and on the radio, wherever it's heard. Uh, Rod Morrow, you've been a tower of uh, audio strength here. What a pleasure it's been, Hazy. I must say, it really is an honour to work with you, blokes, and to work <laughs> these tournaments. It, it genuinely is, because we don't get many chances in Australia. No, There's true. not a lot of tournament golf. This is a really special idea, this radio idea. Radio is my medium. I like audio. That's why I do so many podcasts. But I've really, really, really enjoyed it and really enjoyed working with you. So thank you for my friend. You too. And Thanks, mate. And for those who want to hear more of Rod's podcast, he's got plenty of them. But let's go start off with the Good Good Golf podcast. <laughs> good Good Golf. That's a, that's a ripper. Well done. Thank um, thanks much. for joining us. Uh, everyone, that's, uh, that's a wrap from 13th Beach for 2020. Uh, it's been a pleasure to bring you the ISPS Hand of Vic Open. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back. I cannot believe we're doing this, but we'll probably do another four more next week and go all the way to 150 in Andy Marr's absence. And before I let go, I do need to bring mention to the to our you know our spiritual leader, Andy Marr, savaged by a wicked calf injury on the runner for the Carlton AFLW team on Friday night. Leg up in the air, rest ice, compression elevation. Andy Marr, you are a disgrace. I cannot believe you've let the entire Inside the Ropes team down by being unfit enough to jog out across a footy ground when you're normally running around paddocks of acres and acres as you would here at 13th Beach. There there comes a time in life, Andy, when running's no longer an option. That time (laughs) for you, my friend, has now arrived. Can you take Daniel Harvard's messages out in a golf cart? (laughs) Can't you text him? Isn't there an app for that? It's 2020. (laughs) Get well soon, Andy Marr. I'm sure you'll join us back in the podcast soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Mark Hayes. That's uh, all she wrote from 13th Beach.